episode number 185, October Camaro Updates. Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezzo. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, for another exciting episode of the Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. What's up, dude? Eh, you know, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. Oh, man. Job market's tough. Yeah. I was just going to say, did you get your... Did you get handed to you in your in your vet or what? You win some, you what? lose some. Oh no, the <laughs> job market's tough. Vets fine. Vets fast as ever. Vets fun. Good. Jobs are tough. Good deal. Jobs are tough. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. It it's is America, it is. baby. Survival, Survival of the fittest. Yeah, that's right. Oh so man. So let's talk about Camaros. <laughs> There's. It's been a quiet week. Not not a whole bunch going on. We we've got some news stories. That we meant to hit, uh, was it like last week and maybe the week before? We got some some other news here. <laughs> yeah, that we, we're going to we, touch well, we, on. We've had some exciting episodes, especially the the ones leading up to the big giveaway of the uh, Gear Wrench Toolkit that our resident Mustang guy AJ uh, managed to win. Mm-hmm. Um, got got his Gear Wrench 141 piece toolkit out to him. Nice. Yeah, um, and he even said uh, in his email to me that yeah he could he could definitely use it. <laughs> I don't think it was in reference to his, his Mustang, but uh, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna pigeonhole him on that one too yeah. much. But congratulations, AJ, and thanks everybody for jumping in on that. And thanks again for Gear Wrench for supplying yeah. that prize to us. Yeah. So, so uh, but yeah, we we got some news and stuff to catch up on. So this ought to be fun. Yeah. Let's see. What's the first thing we want to talk about here? I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. I mean, yeah. do you remember back in the fourth gen days when somebody would break into the twelves? It yes. was monumental. They needed yes. like a, a supercharger. Yes. To do it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not anymore. No, not not anymore. That was that was that was kind of a while ago, and and here we go with um, people. Uh, <laughs> Texas Speed has a sixth sixth gen Camaro. Uh, yeah, with a factory bottom end with only ported heads, cam, Holly high ram intake, and a set of slicks out back, uh, with a manual transmission, still managed to go 998. What was that all? And then they did 989. So a stock bottom end car with heads, cam, intake, and slicks goes nines. Hmm. Interesting. That's um, interesting. Pretty crazy. And guess who was doing the driving? None other yeah. than Cletus McFarlane. <laughs> yes, he's he's a YouTuber. I know that. <laughs> he's a, he's a pretty neat dude. Uh, that uh, seven second twin turbo Corvette cart that he's got uh, is pretty neat to watch. Go go. Well, he, Cletus knows how to go fast. But I mean, here we are. We're talking about. You know, it doesn't say if they gutted the car or anything like that. But even if they did. No, no nitrous, no blower, no turbos. Hmm. Huh. And that's a that's a manual, right? It's a manual transmission. That's right. It's like Tanner, man. I mean, I remember Tanner for the longest time. Him and banging gears in his his fourth gen. He's he's still doing that. I he's in the eights with that. 
Hmm. He's got that fourth gen Camaro with now turbos instead of nitrous. He was a nitrous guy for the longest time. And, and he's, he's, he's still banging gears? Yeah, it's pretty abrupt still. Um, his, you know, his wife and my wife are, are still good friends. We're all still good, really good friends. And, uh, she sent me a video of, uh, of him just, just, just crushing it. It's amazing to watch that thing launch. Remember it's, the videos just, it, from the M events with him? Oh like, yeah. Wah, bang, bang, bang. And it was just like violent. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. Violent. Fact, was, yeah. He went eight, nine at 166. With the turbo, and still stick stiff. Wow. See if I can share this to you, Chris, so you can see it. Just violent. I'll have to send it to you. Okay. But that's cool. I'm, I'm going to link this up in the show notes as well. So the rest of you guys can, can watch this and read this article. It's pretty cool. It is. It is. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Let's talk about, uh, oh, man. I, this this is actually painful to talk about. Okay. For the first time in many years, I will not be going to SEMA. I know. It's but, the first time but, since I've known you. <laughs> and I've been going to SEMA is the first time you're not going. Yeah, I've That's been going 10 for about, years. I've been well, I've been going that been going that long. I started going, I think, in two thousand four, five, six. So it's it's been quite a while. Yeah, you know, there's a <laughs> since since I mentioned work earlier, I've been planning to get get a very particular certification called a CSPO, Certified Scrum Product Owner, uh, to add so I can add those four letters after my name on like my LinkedIn profile. And I, I've had it scheduled in a while. And the only time to do it is right about when SEMA's happening. So I got to do it for my career. So I got to miss SEMA this year. But but you don't have to, Chris. What do you got planned? I mean, same old stuff. Uh, I, I, the, there's one caveat this year, and that is the night that we normally do our meet and greet. It's uh-huh. Halloween. We did that before, didn't we? Mm-mm. No, no. And I, I know one year we were pretty much killed by a World Series game, so um, Halloween oh, yeah. would probably... <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I'm thinking about just putting some feelers out, saying, hey, who's going to be here? Do you guys want to get together one night for a couple drinks? I, I, I don't know. Um, it's... I don't know. And, and, and the thing is, is this year... Um, GM is not doing a media event. What? They are not doing a SEMA preview here in Detroit. No kidding. I am well, not that kidding. Is, that is interesting. It is. I've talked to a couple different people at, at GM and they said, yes, uh, we'll be showing our cars in SEMA. Um, but we're not having a media event and we were not having a preview event this year. So I was, I was very bummed. I was like, whoa, huh? Hmm. So, uh, well, maybe uh, that'll be more opportunity for you to hang out with you know the GM folks. Yeah. So, I I I I I hope they have a decent amount of cars. I mean, I already double checked the schedule. Um, they they've got the same section there at SEMA. Same nice. Same layout, you know, with the one section with all of Chevrolet, and then on the other side, the performance end and. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to be looking. It's going to be more exciting to see their uh, their booth because normally in years past, 
you know, I, I go to the preview event here in Detroit, so I already know everything they're going to show. And then we get there and we do the media event, so I already know what they're going to show. And right. then, we, you know, they, then they have their, their press conference on, on Tuesday when they open the show. So at least that time it'll be more surprising. Than, so There you go. <sighs> so, yeah, you're going to be bringing a lot of SEMA back for the show, and we can talk about it and all that. So We're gonna Too see cool. Them. Yeah. All see. right. Well, if anybody is going to SEMA, not me this time, bummer. Um, be sure to stay tuned to uh, the meet and greet information. At least, you can yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I know I hit up uh, Tony Watley. Is he's going to do uh, a get together Thursday night? The but I'm I go home Thursday morning. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Oh uh, man, I, that's we'll one thing together. I really miss. Uh, wish I could didn't have to miss out on was that Tony Watley is such a cool dude and uh, and that that's always it's always good to hang out with him. Stay tuned. Right. Stay tuned. All right. So uh, let's see here. What do we got to talk about next, Camaro-wise? Well, how about this? Do we have any voicemails? We sure do. Cool. I love I, hey, I love voicemails from me our too. listeners. So uh, let's, let me go with the first one here. Hey, guys. My name's Darren. I'm from Australia. Um, member of our local Camaro uh, Firebirds Owners Club of Australia. 100 active members or so. Um, all Camaro fans. If you always listen to the show, we need uh, need you guys to talk to Al, make see if we can get a factory built right hand drive tomorrow, and adding 35, 40k to the um, cost and converting them locally is just killing us all down here. So, anyway, fan of the show, um, we'll keep listening. Hope to hear from you soon. Cheers. Cheers, Darren from Australia. Oh, Good day, mate. <laughs> super cool. Uh, super cool to hear from our friends from Australia. Yeah. Um, if, if it weren't for our, our friends in Australia, we would not have the Camaro that we have now. Exactly. That's a fact. Exactly. Exactly. So he says we need to talk to Al. Al listens to our show. Al, your Australian friends here say they're getting killed converting these things locally to right hand drives. They're, they're, it's cost them thirty-five to forty thousand. To convert them. Now, didn't we last month or so read an article that they're going to be um, exporting Camaros to Australia through yeah. HSV? Yeah, I think so. Of course, I thought H- HSV was going under. Like, and it was like, going to uh, be... Let's see here. I'm... Yeah, I don't... I guess I have a hard time feeling the pain from this guy, though. Why? <laughs> because... Australia's got some incredibly awesome vehicles that we will never get a chance on. Yeah, but they probably think that, you know, it's the same with them. And we're, we're American iconic muscle cars. Well, I mean, I'm on hsv.com.au and there's a Chevrolet Camaro section. Okay. So. Is it not right-hand drive? It is definitely right-hand drive. Okay. It. So what's the problem here? Hmm. And for some reason, it looks better with an Australian background to it, if it is even Australian. <laughs> Dude, look at this. Look at this Colorado. They can get the sports cat. That thing is incredible looking. Can we get that? No. <laughs> well, we might, but it looks cooler with the Australian trim to it. Yeah. That is a good-looking truck. Hmm. That is a really good-looking truck. I'm trying to find the article that we, we talked about like a month or two ago. I know it was on GM Authority. Oh, man, look at those seats in that thing. Comes with AP racing brakes. Come on. 
Super. This guy's got something called Super Shock. See, so you know. So okay, so yeah, it looks like you're getting what you want. So don't don't gripe, Darren. <laughs> don't gripe. Yeah, I don't. I really don't think Al has anything to do with. I think Al's like the engineer. I don't. I don't think he has anything to do with import um, import exports. <laughs> but I'm sure he can maybe. I don't know. Put in a good word. Oh, okay. Yeah. How's about that Club Sport RA Tour LSA? The the a wagon. How about the Malu R8 LSA? Basically, a, a El Camino, the Senator Signature. The oh man, you guys. Oh, don't don't gripe. You guys have great stuff. Great stuff, Mike. Great stuff, man. Well, that's cool. Anyway, I don't know how much that costs, but it looks good. Yeah. All right. No, seriously. All joking aside, good to hear from you. And yeah, Al listens to the show, and he will hear it, and he will. Probably say no, the I same thing I did. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for calling in. We oh, love yeah, definitely. hearing from, definitely. from folks definitely. from all over. <laughs> in fact, if, if, if you live in the United States or not, <laughs> Chris, tell them how they can get in touch with us and let us make fun of how they have cooler cars <laughs> than we do. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message, and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. Absolutely. It's just that easy. And just like he did in Australia, that I believe that's a toll-free call uh, on Skype. Well, yeah. nice. Speaking of uh, calls, we, we got a call a while back that we didn't quite get what was being said. It was uh, Vance, right? Yeah, yeah. Vance left uh, left a, a voicemail last week, and we were, you know, I grabbed this Camaro White Book here because I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Let me let me read what Vance said here. Yeah, you bet. He said, um, "Hello, Chris. I was the one that stated that Canada was not the first country to build a Camaro outside the U.S. My source." stating that the first gens were assembled outside the U.S. is uh, Camaros.org slash foreign.shtml years ago. I posted a link to a Belgian-built Camaro with a fully retractable sunroof on either the old SLP form or Chirp 3rd. I figured that was a way better way to send you guys the information than over the phone as I apparently sounded garbled <laughs> in my voicemail. So, yeah, so I read through that. And so... So what it looks like they did, they're still built in either Norwood uh-huh. or um, Van Nuys, but then they got exported to Belgium, right? And what Manila, and Philippines? Kind of like what we were talking about, converted as needed, and that's what they did. And it's got like another like this little the quality vehicle assembled by, and then it's got uh-huh. a division of Manila, Philippines with a serial number, you know, General Motors, Continental, Antwerp, make Chevrolet model, Camaro. Oh. So it's like an, um, oh, let me see what the article says here again. No, no, no. I'm, I'm reading it for the, for the first time now. And it's 79% come from Norwood, Ohio. 20% came from Van Nuys. Five other Camaro assembly plants located on different continents. Is a... So they were assembled at these other places, but I think they were still sent the cars. I want to see. Well, uh, these, the, the, the parts were made, maybe, maybe the parts were made in the U.S., but yeah. they were shipped over as incomplete vehicles, and then they were assembled yeah. 
Let's see. Here. Neat article. We're not. We're not saying it's wrong by any stretch. We're just. Twelve hundred units in nineteen sixty seven and twelve hundred and forty eight in nineteen sixty eight. Wow, yeah, it says this all is of, really neat. Yeah, all of the non U.S. factories assembled Camaros from completely knocked yeah. down yep. kits. Parts and yep. assemblies for the knocked down kits export units were shipped to a central collection point called a boxing plant, consolidated into kits, then packed into containers for shipment. Why did they do that? It's there's, there's probably regulatory reasons why they wouldn't. And, and they couldn't ship a whole car, so they shipped it in parts and then right. had it assembled. Okay. And that's why they got the plate yep, to show that it was the built plates, yeah. in Utivo, or for example. Very neat article. I did not know this. I've never known this until now, and I think this is one of the coolest things I've read about Camaros in a while, just because it's different. I mean, Chris, you and I have been around long enough where we yeah. hear the same Camaro crap exactly. <laughs> over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah like we, your uh, SS Borla exhaust you, you had on your stock right. and your your 96 uh, Camaro SS. Yeah, Z28 right. SS. That's right. <laughs> This is a cool article, Chris. I, I know you're going to link this up in the Absolutely. show notes for anybody else who wants to Absolutely. see this. This is neat. This is yeah, definitely read through this. Some great information. I would love to talk with Scott Settlemeyer about this. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, cool. All right, you want to move on to the last voicemail? We just have just one more. That's it. One more. Here we go. You guys are slacking. Yo, yo, yo! What is up, guys? AJ, the resident Mustang guy, calling in, and I was. It's calling in because I had a thought in my mind about, uh, you know, cars with kids. And I was wondering, Chris, uh, do you plan on modifying your Camaro any? Um, and if so, would you consider doing it with Vito? You know, I know he's a little older now. And uh, I know he, you know, likes cars. But are you going to continue kind uh, of, you know, seeding that passion, you know, maybe – even doing simple models together, like maybe air intake, um, exhaust, uh, throttle body, even anything to modify the vehicle. Have you even thought about modifying your vehicle, you know, even some anyway? But, you know, I just thought it would be something cool to maybe, you know, do a veto, you know, to kind of put that seed in his head about, you know, modifying cars and, you know, keeping that love of cars going. And, Jason, I know you said it. You know, your son is in college. I know he's not very interested in cars. And uh, I know you're not disappointed in your son, but are you kind of, you know, a little bit sad that he's not as into cars as you were? Um, because I know I wish my dad was as into cars as I was because vice versa. I'm the one that was into cars, and my dad wasn't really as deep into it as I was. I mean, he knew about them, but he wasn't really as deep into cars. So I, I learned cars from magazines and watching videos. But um, but that's all I wanted, guys. Uh, just, uh, just throwing it out there. And uh, talk to you later. See you. AJ, the resident Mustang guy and winner of the Good Wrench uh, uh, package. Good that, Wrench. Gear good, Wrench. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Gear <laughs> Wrench. Package that we, we gave away just last week. <clears throat> so, so let's talk about Vito. How old is Vito now? He's, he's in what? He's ten. Ten. Wow. You know, when I was his age, I was eleven. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, so, yeah. What about him? I I don't know. He's never shown. 
interest in like wanting to learn about like how a car runs or how it ticks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, kids of this generation are very different than we were when we were, um, for instance, he's, he has YouTube at his fingertips now. Uh-huh. Uh, and we mentioned this as a tool last, yep. last, uh, week. We didn't have that. We had to play around and we had to break stuff ourselves before we got it right. We couldn't just watch a video. Hey, oh, sweet. That's, that's how it's done and, and do it. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I know there's been a lot of different studies done nowadays with kids, kids nowadays. And there's, did you know that more kids nowadays, 16 year old kids would rather have the latest iPhone than a driver's license? I'm not surprised in the very least. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a different world. Because they can use their iPhone to just get Uber. Exactly. And by the time he's even driving or wants to drive, is there going to be, how many self-driving cars are there going to be? I mean, uh-huh. you know what I mean? So it's just a different world. I mean, obviously he, he loves driving in my Camaro. He likes the, you know, we have fun, put the top down, we shoot videos in it. But I don't know if he has the same passion for cars as I do. Because it's, it's different now. And even with my dad, my dad was never into cars. I picked up my passion of cars through my friends. Yeah. And, and, you know, going to the library every weekend and grabbing that motor trend off the shelf or that road and track and reading it cover to cover. What? Yeah. Cover? Read? What? Exactly. Shelf? (laughs) Um, It's a different world. It's a different world. Um, But I'm, I'm pleasantly... Uh, looking forward to what the future holds. Well, I firmly believe that our our those who are studying um, electronics and e- elect in anything related to battery propulsion are going to be our future gearheads. Mm-hmm. Electrical so, engineers. Yep, the electrical engineers are going to become the the the, the gearheads. It's going to be volt heads. Yeah, should be interesting. Should mm-hmm. be interesting. Tristan, yeah. my son, he, um, he's, uh, he's, he's interested in cars. Not like I am. Um, he, he likes trucks, you know, he, he, but he's really too busy with school and work right now. He's, you know, he's going to school full time and working as much as he can to cover his bills, um, to really pay attention to anything but that. Um, okay. hopefully when he gets out and he's, uh, he's got a career, then he'll buy the vehicle that he really likes and, and maybe he'll get into it. But yeah. uh, right now he's just finding his own way, and I, I applaud him for that. That's cool. I, I, That's I try cool. to get him out in the garage and help me out with yeah. things. But um, he was he got bored quick because, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like – I'll put it this way. Remember when we'd come home from school when we were in elementary school and we watched cartoons? Oh, yeah. And we had to watch whatever freaking cartoon was on the TV right now. And if it's one you already saw – if you already saw the stupid Roadrunner cartoon, you just got to wait your six or eight minutes through it to get to the next one. You couldn't just go, okay, no, I want this one that I think about, thought about the other day, and now I can just click play mm-hmm. and get it. So it, it's definitely a different, different generation. I don't fault them for that, but I, I think they're missing out on some things that are very fundamental. True, true. Um, patience is one of them. Uh, <laughs> we, live, we live in a world of instant gratification now. You know, get it now, you need it now, you, you tap it, click it. Swipe it, whatever you do, it's there. And if I can't get it from you now, I'm going to get it from somebody else now. Mm-hmm. After I throw a huge-ass fit on social media. 
Oh, man. We can go on for hours about this. Dang. Remember when we used to have to push a button to get the elevator to show up? Uh-huh. And we were amazed by it? Yep. <laughs> and now, even us, Chris, when you're standing there, you push the button and the elevator door doesn't open immediately. You're, you're like pushing the crap out of the button like, dude, come on. Yeah. Let's go. Stand in front of the microwave screaming, come on! Where the hell's the stairs? I'm going to take the stairs if this thing doesn't show up. Piece of crap. And then, of course, as soon as you start heading towards the stairs, ding, it opens, and you're like, yeah. You'd think they could make a better elevator. (laughs) Can I I summon it from my phone? All right. Exactly. Enough of the old codger talk. (laughs) Thank you, AJ, for that. Thanks, AJ. Let's see. What do we got next? Chris, you and I were talking about uh, some, uh, some, some mild criticism we've been receiving. Yes. Yes. And I thought, I thought you know, we, we'd touch on this just a tad bit. Yeah. Um, because I didn't feel too good about this. I really didn't. I, I, I feel we do an adequate and, and, a, and a fair job of reporting things here, Camaro-related, and... I don't think our job is to, um, how do I put it, bash things. I, I don't see the need to constantly drag something through the mud uh, after we've we've done something for so long. Yeah, we, we're, we're not we, critics. Right. We know the Camaro sales are down. That's it. There's, that's, that's the truth, right? The numbers don't lie. And we've been comparing those those numbers mm-hmm. and, and to the rest of the market for well mm-hmm. every time we come out with numbers that's what we do we compare yeah we have and, a baseline now Camaro moved to you know all of GM moved to quarterly reports so of course we don't touch on it as much as we used to um, but we do when when we see the numbers we see Mustang and, and Challenger they're definitely ahead of of Camaro and that's that's the truth of the matter mm-hmm. I I don't feel that we need to harp it's like it's like how 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 much do we got to beat this thing into the ground you know i don't want to sit here and shout into the microphone every week oh camaro's not selling the camaro's not selling it's still not selling it it doesn't (sighs) matter those the numbers that we get yeah the numbers that are out there they don't truly matter they're actually really inconsequential because as as we've said all along it's not about how many they sell it's how much money they make off the ones they do oh but the mustang is killing the camaro they're killing it well that's not quite how business works you because the mustang might be making a hundred dollars off each car and they might be breaking even overall from the from the business model mm-hmm. however the camaro clearly is making enough money to support itself and continue development because it's been killing the competition mm-hmm. in ways other than sales ever since it came out in the fifth and sixth generation. I'll give you a great example. In 2017, the top vendor for market share for uh, laptops, personal we'll just say personal computers, HP has tw- had 21% of the market share. Apple had 7.4% oh, of the market them. share. Oh, they're killing them. They're killing them, dude. HP's HP is- killing them. HP is definitely killing the crap out of Apple. Or how's about our mobile market share? Samsung has 30% of that market share. Apple only has 20% They're of that killing market them. share. Samsung's killing Samsung's them. Samsung's killing Apple. But you know what? When you take a look at HP and Samsung and you put them together, are they worth as much as Apple? 
<laughs> I don't know, but I, I would think that they're not because Apple is the most valuable company on the planet. Not because they sell X numbers, but because they make X number off each one they sell. That's they, what's important. They that's make what's money. important to General Motors. And that's what's important to Chevrolet. They're making money. That's right. right. So the sales figures are fun. Absolutely. They, they, oh, and, and, and for the last, you know, however many years, what was it, five, six years, we were gloating. Hey. Oh, yeah. Oh, heck yeah, man. The, the, the fifth gen was, was, was smoking. It was yeah. killing it. And, and we've said this so many times. There was so much pent-up demand That's right. for a Camaro. You know, it was gone. It was gone. It was dead and buried for how many years? And then Bumblebee came out. And <laughs> you know what? You know, it was a perfect storm. You know, a great fifth gen and a great uh, uh, marketing with, with a tie-in with Transformers. Um it's it's but now you, you open up a magazine nowadays what, what, um it, it's like camaro is killing its competition hey you want to hear something funny what's that you know who the number one computer seller was from 1996 to 2000 dell compaq oh my gosh uh, and <laughs> where H- are H- they now well, hp bought them hp bought compaq that's right and where is HP now? Number Top one. Of the hill? Number one. They're killing everybody. They're Kills killing everybody. everybody. But not making as much money. Boom. I'll, put, I'll, I'll, put, I'll pose this to everybody. Everybody out there that thinks that the sales figures and the raw sales figures that we, took, that we use, those, those, those numbers, they're just bench racing. That's all they are. Of course. It's, that doesn't really mean anything. Okay? Yeah. So we can apply it to you and your work day. Why don't you work 20 hours a day? You're killing it, man. You're working like crazy. <laughs> and make the same amount per hour as the next guy that's working. I'm sorry, but the next guy that's working only 10 hours a day, but he's making twice as much as you are per hour. You're coming out even, aren't you? Sort of. Sort You're of. losing 10 hours of your life. Yep. So yep. There's, there's a lot of ways to look at it, but what's important is profit margin. And, and you I, make, Yeah. You can make any mistake in business you want, but when you run out of money, that's when they take you out of the game. Period. Mm-hmm. And Chevrolet it, and General Motors is definitely not out of the game when it comes to the and, and until I see and I until I see um, them throwing these these Camaros um, on the lots with you know eight grand on the hood, ten grand on the hood, um, we're gonna keep preaching the same thing. They're gonna keep making them and they're gonna keep selling them. You know, maybe they're yep. not gonna sell them at a rate like they did the fifth gens. And and um, they're not flooding the the rental market either. <laughs> yeah. Like Mustang, how many of those units of the Challengers and the Mustangs that they sold last month? How many of those did they dump on Avis? That's what I want to know. Probably a significant amount, you know, because but... as as a, a smart person at GM once told me, when they're selling when when they're selling Camaros and Challengers and Mustangs to Avis. They're not paying the same amount of customers paying. They're getting oh. a huge deal. Yeah, I mean, they, they might be even losing money mm-hmm. off those just to get them out, more of them out on the road so people see them and say, yeah. oh, I can drive a Mustang for a weekend? Cool. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, it, there's a lot of different business models, and what we're talking about isn't the, isn't the only one, but it is one that is very, very important. Mm-hmm. 
So I mean, you can you, yeah, you can make up in profit with volume. Sure, you but can. You got to sell a shite load. It goes to work working twenty mm-hmm. hours a week to make the same yeah. amount as the guy that makes twice as much as you that works ten right. hours a week. Uh I mean, it's thank you for for those who have who've given us a little bit of bit of grief over that because it, you know it, it's good to talk about it, but you got to look at it from more than what we just throw out there for again, it's yeah. bench racing. Mm-hmm. Speaking of bench racing, how's about uh, the competition? What Ford? about it? Ford resurrects a legend with the 2019 Mustang Bullet. Bullet looks pretty cool. I know you don't like the Mustang, Chris, but oh. uh, yeah. So 480 horsepower, uh, manual transmission. Gosh, man, that thing revs to 7,000 RPMs. That's pretty impressive. Zero to 60 in 3.9 seconds. And it has a Magna Ride suspension and Ricardo seats. Ricardo seats. Yeah, they showed this at the Detroit Auto Show last year. Yeah, it looks good. I th- I, th- I think it's neat that they yeah. do this and they do it very... They, they, they make it one color, you know, pretty much one way you can do it. But, man, is it expensive. Yep. But, you know, there's always someone out there who's going to buy one. So mm-hmm. they're going to make them. Because people are going to buy them. Yeah. Even if they don't make any money off them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll link right. it up in the, in, the, in the show notes in case you guys are interested in taking a look at that. Yeah. Okay. Um, One last thing before we go. Yeah. Talk, I, uh, talk, talk about Armor Shield. Well, a couple months ago, I did a, I did a test on YouTube of, of this uh, ceramic nano coating uh, do-it-yourself type thing for that's really affordable, uh, called uh, Armor Shield Nine, and uh, I've actually had some really good luck with it. So much, in fact, that I ordered up a couple more bottles and I did my daily drivers. And like the day after I did them, it rained like crazy. And when the sun came back out and the rain dried, there wasn't not a single water spot or anything on it. I'm extremely impressed with this, and, and I'm a die-hard polish and wax guy. But man, this whole ceramic coating thing, especially the not the three thousand dollar job you pay somebody to do, but the the fifty dollar unit that you can do on a, on a on a Saturday afternoon, I'm extremely impressed with it. And the fact that it's supposed to last two to five years—that's cool. Well, it kind of takes the fun out of detailing a car, but it also takes the labor out of detailing a car. No doubt. It, it, no check doubt. Out, check out, Chris. Uh, I'm sure you'll link this up in the show notes for people to check out the new video I did. Mm-hmm. I can't. I, I'm just I'm just surprised. It's almost like when microfiber towels came out. Chris, <laughs> you and I, you and I oh, were yeah. using the uh, Field Crest, Canon Field ta- Crest. Uh, yep, by yep. this, what specifically what Sal Zeno said to use. Yep. So we went all over the town trying to find the right towels to use to polish our cars, and then microfiber came out, and it's pretty much yeah, whatever microfiber you want, it pretty, pretty much works. Yeah, and we're like nah, and then we try it, and we're like yeah, it's the same stuff with the ceramic coating stuff. Hey, I got a question so, for you. Can you ceramic can you ceramic coat like your desk? Like 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 a flat top surface, like things that are always getting dirty? Kind of funny that you should mention that because I haven't done this in the last video that I put out, but I'm starting to ceramic coat a lot of stuff. I was wondering about this. Like, you know, you got surfaces that, you know, are kind of like porous, you know, like you you want to fill in those cracks and crevices and and something that's you're always getting dirty. I was like, huh. I wonder if you could like nano coat a like a desk top. I'll put it this way. I've been talking very, very closely with the owner of Armor Shield. A super cool guy. He says for a car, pretty much anything can be coated with perhaps the interior upholstery, but plastic, glass, touchscreen, wheels, headlights, tools, 
visors on helmets, sunglasses, anything with a touchscreen, even iPhone, uh, iPad, a keyless fob, um, which is great against dropping in water, um, barbecue grills to prevent against rust and stuff. It's I, I start I, I I've got these solar lights out in my backyard, and I get this this time of year it gets just buried with tree sap crud, and I have to power wash it off. Okay, so when I, when I power wash it off this year, guess what I did? Threw some armor shield on it. Hmm. Already testing. I go out there. I can wipe that stuff off with my fingertip. <laughs> it it it's almost like it's like Teflon that's transparent. Nice. It's nice. it's pretty amazing. Um. Oh, and that 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 I guess that that brings up the next question. Can you cook on it? Like, I could you take a pan, ceramic coat it, so. and then cook on it? I don't think so. I don't know what the temperature. Well, he was actually saying he says he said he was he sent me this email. He's like, get an old panel of cars, do heat and fire and corrosion and spray paint and permanent marker. And he just said, see how it works. So I'm going to see if I can just go to the junkyard and get a panel and coat it. And I'm just going to just throw everything I can at it. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to, try, to, I'm going to try to rust it out. I'm going to try to throw, like, I'm going to like soak it in tomato juice or whatever I got to to get some acid nice. on it. But it, it's, Shoot made, it it's basically everything. like a thin layer of glass almost yeah. is really a way to look at it. It's cool. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm impressed. And yeah. Yeah, remember when ceramic coating came out? It's like, yeah, it's like $3,000, but it's worth it. Guess what? 50 bucks. <laughs> You know what? Use my coupon code Jason's Garage twenty five. Get twenty five bucks off the retail price, which makes it less than fifty bucks. But nice. So uh, uh, yeah, just head over to AvalonKing.com and uh, read all about it. And like I said, get get throw one in your cart. Use Jason's Garage twenty five. Save twenty five bucks. Nice. Or watch my videos and see. Uh, I don't. I don't advocate anything I don't believe in. That's a fact. I like this stuff. Cool. I think I will try doing my workbench. Yeah, like a keyboard. What about a keyboard? Oh, dude. Think about this, having to um, not scrape your windshield in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Because it, it, won't, it won't stick to it. Hmm. Interesting. Laptop screen. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. Okay, dude. Uh, we're at forty minutes now for the for the show. Ah. I, it, it's always the weeks I didn't think we have too much to talk about, and uh, it, it never fails. We always find something what? good to talk about. I actually have one more thing to talk about. What's that? I'll make it quick. Remember last week we were talking about the colors in Argentina of, of the Camaro? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm still looking at the uh, HSV website from our previous conversation with our phone phone uh, voicemail. Yeah. The the colors of uh, of the, uh, let's see here, of the uh, the GT, what is it, the, uh, the HSV GTS, which is the king of the mountain sedan with the LSA engine and everything. The colors, heron, white, nitrate, silver, sting is red, son of a gun is oh. like, like a gray, which was what? I think there was yep. one in Argentina. Too. It was Phantom, which looks like black. Light my fire, which looks like orange. Slipstream is blue, and Spitfire is green. Spitfire. Neat colors, man. And the only one you can't get with a red hot leather trim is the green Spitfire. Huh. You look like a rolling Christmas tree, but man, that's a cool looking car. Ah, cool. LS. It's got the LSA. All right, let's get out of here. Let's enjoy the rest of the weekend. We thank you for listening. Thanks for joining. Thanks for your voicemails and emails, good or bad. We'll be back next week, right? See ya! Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See See ya. ya!